Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome to This Is Your Laugh, the podcast that interviews well-known female stand-ups and comedy actors about what comedy has taught them about life. This podcast is brought to you by Comedy 5050 and we're your hosts, Roxy and Alice. Our guest today is Lily Brazier, self-professed as having had zero interest in going in front of the camera or seeking out stardom. Her journey to success has been far from traditional. She grew up in Kent, described herself as a rebellious teenager and said she never knew what she wanted to do. After a degree in media studies at Sussex University, she got a job at an advertising agency and then moved into television production. It was while she was working as a factual filmmaker that her then-boyfriend asked her to appear in a YouTube comedy he was making. This unwittingly developed into the hit show People Just Do Nothing. After her first ever acting role as the hugely popular character Mish, she proved her innate talent and was given licence to create her very own TV show, something most actors and comedians are still yet to achieve after years of grafting in the industry. Her sitcom Wannabe aired in 2018 on BBC Three. And which Roxy was actually in. Thank you. Very very good good part. (laughs) And since then she's been cast in Judd Apatow's feature film Juliet Naked with the likes of Rose Byrne, Ethan Hawke and Chris O'Dowd. No big deal. No big deal, (laughs) guys. No one watched it, so it's fine. So it's not a big deal, actually. um, I love how that was your interjection. (laughs) She was nodding throughout the whole of it. and then I bloody loved that. It's like, what what, when you die, what's that called? Oh, your um, death. No, no, your eulogy, your eulogy. <laughs> My death. No, it's like a eulogy. eulogy. Oh, yeah, eulogy. Yeah. yeah, CV slash eulogy. Oh, God, was it that sombre? No, it was great. Why do feel like a eulogy, is that, <laughs> rather than a biog? Because I've given up. Because <laughs> oh, that's it now. No, that was great. Thanks, sorry. Oh, it's so oh, right welcome. Really accurate. I mean, it's just, it's an amalgamation of uh, several sources, I suppose. Wikipedia, mainly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Google. Just going to say this, have you ever played the Wikipedia game? I don't play games. This is totally free, right? Yeah. We both start on a word, so come up with any word. Say a noun, anything. Pajama. Pajama, great. I think it's like, it's a, actually, pajamas. Pajama. Pajamas. I mean, it's got an S, not just pajama. It's not pajamas. Pajama lessons. <laughs> okay, so we start on pajamas. Yeah. Um, and then we want to get to the word and we come up with another word. Like, for example, Lily, any old word? Any word, banana. Banana. So we go from pajama to banana. Rhyming. And yeah, we're we writing a poem that. as well. That's just the secondary part of the game. Also writing a poem. And all you can do is click on the hyperlinked words within each page. So say you start on pajama and there's a word in that page that says legs. You might click on legs and then you click on the next one, which is like muscles. And you've got to get your way to banana from pajama. And it's a race. You don't have to click on the same links, the same linked words. Wow. You can do different ones. Okay. You guys don't think this sounds fun, do you? I... I'd rather watch no. TV. I don't know, yeah. sorry. I'd so rather sad. look out the window. I don't know. <laughs> look out the window. I like the sky. I don't know. I, the sky's fascinating. Yeah, yeah. I 
haven't played it, but I look forward to one day playing it. Well, I think you're probably just cool. <laughs> no, I think it's not cool if I can't do pajamas. Yeah, I'm in. I'm. Thank you. What That's is your like? Go. What do you do to relax? What is your like? Oh, no. oh night in with my friends. I'm gonna do something. What is it? Um, night in is like basically, I turn my living room into a massive bed. And then we just watch films and eat loads of food. You still have sleepovers. I sleepover exactly. Oh, that's so nice. And it's usually like with a hangover, maybe. So on a hangover, you so you are just want cool. comfort. That's very cool, guys. Aww. Binge drinking is very cool. I highly <laughs> recommend it if you want to be cool. Um, don't do it. And um, yeah, and so that's what I do if I'm staying in or and if I'm going out. Do you ever like watch your own things? Are you like, guys? Oh god, I can't believe this just came on. Oh, that's so awkward. No, because that was that's actually my worst nightmare. I just really? go into like full like shock mode, like panic, like PTSD. Like, oh my god, I can't look at my face and hear me talking. Are you one of those people that literally doesn't watch your stuff at all ever? I watch it in the watch... edits. Okay, but I'll get like sent the first edit for something, and then I'll just be like almost having to look away the whole time in disgust. <gasps> Why? And what about I, it? I just find myself so unpleasant. I don't know. That sounds really. But I do. Don't cry. It's all right. And, um, <laughs> Tears and then, <laughs> um, and then I slowly get used to watching it and just accept defeat that I'm a piece of shit. Basically, sorry. No, no that's. Me. But I'm just not very good at it. What about you? Can you watch? Room. Can you watch yourself? I can watch. I I do watch my stuff as in, and I've also cut together like a show reel. So I feel like the higher up you go, the more you can be allowed not to watch your stuff. But when you're sort of still trying to get your career into shape, you you kind of need to watch your stuff I just mean, to I'm like still yeah, make with your show reels. Yeah. <laughs> I'm um, absolutely fixated on the lines that appear between my eyebrows, and I would say it's like the eleven. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. You and don't it, have it though. Not right now because I'm really trying hard. <laughs> I do do this, and it's like it com- is completely symmetrical. I mean, you, you can Why actually is that draw a bad line. thing, though. It's not a bad thing. It's not okay. Yeah, what is it about it? You I'm love vain. It. I'm really vain. Yeah, but I think we all are. I think that's why I find it difficult. Partly because in my head, I'm like, maybe I'm beautiful, and then I watch it. I'm like, oh no, I'm horrible. Oh, it's like, like a disappointing photo. Like yeah. I had that last night, and I was like, that's not what I thought I looked like. And then, and I'm also like, maybe I, I'm not funny either. Like I just, I don't know. It's just. It's okay. hard to look at yourself with perspective, isn't it? So you just give up. I feel yeah. like you need to put a mini Roxy Nalice on either of your shoulders. Oh. Who can just whisper like, your eyelashes are amazing. Oh, cute. Your teeth are so straight. You're very funny. You're Great. Very funny. <laughs> Guys, if you want to hang out ever, come and shrink the ourselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're always welcome. Um, but yeah, no, it is. I don't know. It's just hard, isn't it? Because I don't know if I have a very big ego and I would love to. But I, I don't think, think you do from what, from what I know of you, yeah. actually. So just. I really struggle with that bit but one day the confidence so what do you do then if you've got to do something really big that you're scared about or you know requires a lot of confidence how do you find that it depends what it is because if it's actually I have this thing like I'm terrified of read-throughs like sitting around mm. the table reading the script we all know what it is but just in case anyone doesn't. yeah um I just really hate that sort of intense like sitting in a room and everyone's looking at you and you can't really act I feel like to me I can't so I'm just reading and then I had one the other day and then I just couldn't read anymore and I was just like I couldn't even see the words and I was just like sorry I'm just butchering it sorry and just couldn't do it and I feel like I just can't do that bit but when you get on set and you're dressed as that person Mm. and you're in that place and you it's a more sorry I'm a dicker but it's more like creative and you're suddenly like in that zone and you've really built on that story and that character then that's you don't really need confidence because you go into like another bit of your brain and you stop being yourself. It's like the dissociation between yourself and the person that you're playing, right? Yeah. Like, oh my God, that's it. So in the reader, I'm like half me, half them. And I can't, I'm like stuck in this like horrible half being born. And then <laughs> by, by the by the end, it's fine. It's also a lot of judgment in the read-through, I feel like. 
Yeah, I think there is a sense of that, definitely. And it, but it's weird the way that technically, like, you can't forget to speak. It's like forgetting to breathe. But yet, when we start to overthink it, yeah. in like a read through, I have that thing going, maybe I just won't be able to say the words yeah. anymore. You kind of think you, that, you definitely haven't lost that ability to do yeah. that. It's just your mind <laughs> trying to sabotage your, your opportunity. Yeah, the self saboteur. <clears throat> Something that uh, I wondered, and probably you wondered as well, is because you have said yourself that people just do nothing sort of came out of the blue. Yeah. Does that now mean that you're, you have? a more relaxed approach to your career in terms of you're not so set on thinking where's my next move coming from you are more still just I wonder what will happen next or have you changed that approach a bit um we well, need to make money don't you so that's you a, that's the problem I do I'm quite open yeah to see what's going to happen and at the moment I'm just writing loads of stuff and kind of want to see where it goes but when I, for a lot of the time when I was doing people just do nothing I was working another job so it was only at like series four I think that I stopped working my other job and so and then I put everything into doing TV stuff so that was only like two and a half years ago what job were you doing I was doing like filming and editing and directing like little videos for like online stuff like as if was your documentary background yeah Yeah. so I worked at the Guardian for a bit of course making some really important cooking videos and gardening videos uh so very hard-hitting liberal stuff and I did some like fashion stuff and I'd like film backstage at fashion week and get shouted at by everyone and that was quite fun Mm. like felt really out of place and then I was like no I'm just gonna really go for it with tv and I like so I just started writing stuff and actually going to auditions because I wasn't working. And I don't know, it's a difficult industry, isn't it? Because it's like you have loads on and then you have nothing. So it's really, I suppose that's just being freelance anyway. But it's just, yeah, at the moment, bleh, at the moment, I'm just writing loads of stuff, basically, and seeing with different people in different places and kind of seeing what happens with it. I, but I don't have like a career trajectory. I've got like massive imposter syndrome. Like, I feel like I'm not me a lot of the time in things. Yeah. Because it's so surreal and I sort of feel like I don't. Not in a sort of schizophrenic way, but do you feel like oh, you have maybe. <laughs> Undiagnosed. Like so lots of different facets and lots of different sides to your personality and only certain environments bring out certain qualities. Definitely, like I'm very, like need to be nurtured. I think with performing, I'm at my best when I feel like comfortable and nurtured and like everyone is on my side. If I feel like under pressure, aka an audition, mm. I'm just, I, I'll, either, I'll either go really well because I'm like pumped with adrenaline or it'll go really badly because I'm pumped with adrenaline and feel like I'm gonna pass out. So I definitely, and that's why I really like writing because it's like you can go into your head, find all these little characters, mm. feel all their feelings, and without feeling like you've made a dick of yourself. Basically. Yeah. So there, there was an actor yeah. that said to me, "You have to go into an audition as if it's your first day of the job, and you've already got it," which I thought was such good advice, that but is. actually quite hard to implement. It turns out. Well, because it's exhausting. Yeah. Also, auditions, and I love acting, and I love this industry. Thank you. More, more auditions, please. <laughs> I put so much into them. Like you have to, you have to learn your lines. Obviously, you have to create that character. You have to understand the script, and then. And then I might go in and fuck it up. So it's just, yeah, it's a lot of work. Talk, like, about, talk to me more about this creating the character thing, because I think I often feel like I'm just going up for stuff that's just a slightly different version of me, and I just say basically the lines yeah. as myself. But do you really do quite a lot of actually changing of who you are? Because it sounds like that when you're talking about the read-through as well, that you, you were doing physical things to try and become a different character. Is it like you're thinking about how they're different to you psychologically? I think it's like you're more psychological. I think, I mean, that's probably why you're good, though, because you just go in do it oh, and you're out in that my CV would say otherwise but well, uh, <laughs> rule at the beginning you are both being so modest right now life starts in your 30s well, yeah. um, I don't know I just need to work out who that person is I don't know I'm quite an intense freak so I would just need to really just like get into that who that person could be and it could be like someone that I used to be or someone that I knew at school or someone that's like a family friend or someone mm. that I stalk on Instagram but just like 
get into that mindset and to be, it might just come out as the same character every time so I might not be doing anything different but in my head I feel it's like di- I am. Okay, yeah, no, that's interesting. So then know? in terms of your approach, if one is a blagger and ten is an intensely hard worker, where do you think you fare on that scale? Um, depends on the day really. Interesting. Uh, I'm pretty intense, like if I have a project then that's it, that's all that matters. But if I don't have like a deadline, then with writing I'm just so... Like, I might spend all day procrastinating and then I'll spend all night writing. I'm mm. just so good at procrastinating. Oh. Well, I mean, the house has never been cleaner, right? When oh. you've got something that you need to write. Like... I wish I was I wish I was that kind of procrastinator. Oh. I'm more sort of just like, I'll just organise my drawer of nail varnishes all day <laughs> and think about them. And then I'll, or I'll just buy loads of lava lamps. I did that a few months ago. I was like, lava, lava lamps are cool. I think, yeah, if I've got like a deadline, I work really hard. And if I don't, then I'll berate myself and then work really hard in that way. So I think, but I don't think I'm a blagger because I can't sell myself for love and money. Like, I can't. So I feel like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what I am. <laughs> so I'm really depressed. I, I might just up it a bit. <laughs> I'm incredible. I'm a yes, blagger and, a, and an I mean, come on, you got, you got your own show on. That is, yeah. as we said in the, in the intro, that is not easily done. Not, no, it no isn't. No, I no. wish I realised that at the time. Oh, that's so Are you having a thing now? Are you trying to yeah, get away other stuff? And you're like, what? Why is it's so, so slow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like Wannabe was a bit of a sort of odd occurrence, though, because it was so fast. We did it, we, like, we wrote it in like four months, which is good wow. learning, but obviously not always great for the final thing. And we shot it so quickly. It was such a quick like beginning and end. But you know, when you do a driving you learn to drive. Intensive. Yes, you're so good at words. Right. It's like an intense <laughs> word. I'm very verbose. <laughs> That's what people say about you. Um, it's very, it's yeah, it was like an intensive course of learning how to do a series. So mm. it was good and but hard and also... So baptism by fire a bit. Yeah. Mm. I'm not trying fire. to impress her now with your phrases. Yeah, yeah religious just shit. Going <laughs> to shove some idioms in there. So in terms Ooh, of your writing... Don't know what that means. <laughs> uh, me neither. In terms of your writing then, so they say write what you know, which kind of really bugs me, actually, because um, surely there's some scope for imagination. But Mm. in terms of that, how much do you think your own life has inspired your writing? Uh, Write what you know is hard because we know so much stuff now. We have so much TV, Instagram, all the other ones. Like, you can really investigate someone's life and it might only be, like, a certain side of them, but you're still creating a character by, like, spying on people, basically. <laughs> so that's what I love social media you for. you twitch the curtains at night and kind of have a look at your neighbours? Yeah. <laughs> I am a creep. I sit on the bus just, like, with my headphones in, no music on, just listening. Like, oh, yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do that sometimes. Is this a thing? Yeah, if you want to hear a conversation, you just if something's interesting, I'll turn off my podcast and my music, but then keep the headphones in so people don't know I'm listening. Yeah. Do you do it when you're scared? Like, I should be wary of that person potentially on the bus who's just acting a little bit odd. Never that practical, really. <laughs> no, no, no just, more selfish. Oh, uh, right, OK, yeah. I sort of always want to get involved in that sort of stuff as well. Do I'm like, you? what's happening? I want to join in. Can I phone the police? <laughs> well, I don't do that, but yeah, I'm just quite interested in the drama. Drama magnet. Yeah, yeah. Has your own life inspired your writing? Um, I think I'm really awkward and I think that really helps because there's so many awkward moments you can have in life and I always find them quite funny so that stuff and I just think yeah just sort of relationships in whatever capacity is are always quite interesting and your friends lives are interesting and I don't find my life particularly interesting but everyone else's I find fascinating. So. Have you ever got in trouble for taking something from somebody's life and then they've called you out on it? No, but people think that stuff's about their life when it isn't. Yes, I've had this. Yeah. 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 
and I'm like, I don't think so. I didn't even. I don't think I even knew that about you. I just. I don't know what they want. Do they want royalties from that? Or what's the protocol? Bit, bit of recognition. Who knows? Yeah. yeah. Dedicated to someone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think people know. And also because writing, there's so many drafts and it changes so much that mm. by the time that idea is in use, it's totally different anyway from how it started. I feel yeah. like yeah. over time. So. Are you doing at the moment your projects are with other writers? Are you collaborating a lot? Um, are you working I'm alone? doing a, a couple by myself and then some with basically friends who write as well. So yeah. yeah. But writing by yourself is actually because you two always write together. No, no, no. 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 Bit of both. Bit, Bit of, of both. Pick a mix. Yeah. <laughs> Sweet. Um, that was a part of dip down. Is that what it's called? I'm going to go down a really okay. euphemistic, really euphemistic territory. Yeah. Here. Yeah. Writing by yourself is quite nice because it's like, well, it's nice and it's not nice. I think because you can just do whatever the fuck you want, which yeah. is good. And it's like like arrange your nail varnish. Yes. <laughs> exactly. And then at five in the morning, you're just like, I'm doing it now. Um, but but also you don't have anyone to sort of. Uh, bounce it off mm, which yeah. is difficult mm. but writing with other people sometimes I find annoying because I'm just like we've already talked about this it's time to move on or I'm not getting what they're getting and it's like and that's where the good stuff comes I think from the battling with each other and the difficult bits but I but don't you know. have different perceptions of reality yeah so your lens through which you see the world might be very different to somebody else's and it can be really it can be jarring can't it sometimes yeah. rocks like with us we're like Ooh. oh we just don't think that's realistic and you say well actually I knew somebody who did this and you know. yeah I think the thing that I've noticed I miss when I don't write with you is I'm not very interested in details so I just won't bother <laughs> filling them in and you're very into details so I read back things I've written and they're just very vague <laughs> We, a man says something yeah, to someone else. Exactly. We wrote a, a, a radio thing recently and, and reading back the script, it literally says, um, you know, oh, can you shut that door? Funny line, comment. <laughs> Search joke in caps. Oh, I do well, that we'll all do that the later. Time. I think it's fine. You do the boring pass, then you do yeah. the funny pass, then you make sure. it actually funny. Yeah. Then you hate yeah. it and delete it all, and then you do it again. You two are cute though, aren't you? I like that you miss each other. How did you meet each other then? Oh, hello, it's yeah. around. I'm taking over. Oh. <laughs> well, there is actually a good story story we were in an audition a recall audition at drama school and we had the you know we got to the kind of like final stages and it was kind of make or break and they gave us a form and it was like a health form to say do you have any existing injuries and or do you have any sort of just body things yeah. going on at I was the audition say, yeah it's really it's weird like the health, yeah. the health it's, it's like a ballet school audition or something. yeah it was like, it's like <laughs> they want to know about like spinal things or something and I sort of lent over to Roxy who'd been very smiley and nice and warm that day that day <laughs> yeah. very out of character yeah. Yeah. I'm not telling yeah. the story in years to come yeah. <laughs> and yeah because some people you know can be quite competitive and those things anyway so I lent over and I sort of said I've um I've actually got scoliosis, like a wonky spine. I just, I don't know whether I should put it down. And she sort of oh looked at me God. and really considered it, sort of weighing up, if I tell her to put it down, then maybe I will have more of a chance statistically to get in. Oh, but if I tell her not to, then I'm probably a better person. And she chose the latter. And we both got in. Oh and I still God. have a wonky spine. Do you? I do. What? I should be um, an inch and a half taller. <gasps> But mm. how does it affect your life other than height? I just see everything <laughs> horizontally. No. <laughs> I was like, let me feel it. 
to my head. <laughs> um, do you know what? It doesn't at all, other than reminding me occasionally that I have a nice friendship with a... <laughs> That's oh, so gross. Nice. I feel like we should also point out that had you said you did have it, you may well have gotten anyway. It's not like Guildford don't accept people yeah. with scoliosis, but I think we both just agreed it, you could just get in and then tell them afterwards. Yeah, yeah exactly. It's probably a safer way of doing yeah. it. doesn't impact yeah. you in any way. They don't need exactly. to know. Other than at the ballet bar, I'm just slightly skew-if. But, yeah, but that's you know, your thing. That's, that's, yeah. that's what makes yeah. you you. The wonky. Like the wonky dancer. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of straight dancers out there. We need wonky. Um, that's so nice. Very yeah. nice meet you. Oh, Lily, look at you, you being generous and turning it round on yeah, us. Yeah, I so hate talking about myself, so let's keep going. Thank you, guys. <laughs> Hi guys, it's Angela Sipafemu here telling you to please listen to the Brian and Roger podcast. Now, I don't know who's written it, but whoever it is is probably a genius. So I think you should give it a listen because it's such great stuff. I'm afraid I'm going to turn okay, it back on to you. It. So I do, so the feature film that you were in, mm. which is very impressive to be in a feature film, which yeah. is Juliet Naked, mm. which is comes from an adaptation or adaption, I don't know what the word is. You know words, come on. No, I'll go smith. on then, I'm <laughs> yeah. being modest, of a Nick Hornby book, which actually I went through a real Nick Hornby binge phase when I was, mm. uh, you know, in my early 20s. Um, what was that experience like? Because it's the first film that you've ever done. It was like the first thing that I'd ever done that I hadn't, written so it's like the first thing I'd audition for wow and so it's a biggie to get as your first ever yeah no it's a bit much and um it was amazing it was amazing it was mad I just kept saying I'm like a competition winner which obviously (laughs) you're not meant to do you're meant to be like yeah I'm the shit I'm really good but obviously I was like I basically won a competition and they were like no (laughs) did you keep saying that on set I kept saying it I had to go to New York for this read through and like obviously I love a read through at this point well yeah I think so I mean I could have not got it I'd only done self-tapes I'd done like two or three self-tapes yeah and um then I yeah I had to go to New York for a read-through and um and then the day before I met up with the producer one of the producers and the director and the director is Jesse Perez who's like who's directed Girls and oh, Glow wow. and like massive wow. stuff and he lived in this like I went to his huge like brownstone in oh, Brooklyn of course. that was my American I, it's, I really wow. romanticise all of that I yeah. Just, oh, yeah oh yeah but in the moment terrifying the producer called Barry, <laughs> Barry. was there and Barry worked on like Little Miss Sunshine just so um, stuff with uh, no Wes Anderson like that. mad stuff and I was just and I was just there to have a chat with them and I was just dripping the sweat like <laughs> yeah <laughs> like trying to play it cool but shitting myself what do you um, do when they in the, do you have a backup like Roxy puts some talcum powder no sh- dry shampoo in her hands to stop the <laughs> oh right literally about my sweaty palms yep sure um, yeah. if it was just my palms I wouldn't mind but it's just like everything just you like my eyelashes this. I've used this on my upper lip before dry shampoo um it's not dry shampoo actually it's called um i can't pronounce the make of this it's like schwofsky you could get sponsored by them oh yeah schwartz yeah. we can't nice. say your we name can't say but, the name, but oh, yeah. we'll go for it yeah schwartz cop is that yeah. how i say it so they've done something called powder for your hair and i was in a casting once with an actor before we were about to go in and i saw her put some on her hands and i was like what what is that and I'm she said done on my notes oh right it's um for my sweaty palms and i was like uh hello please can i have some and i've never looked back in years to come we'll wow. find out how incredibly toxic it is well do you know what's funny? Is. so i used it for an entire run of edinburgh last year and i did i used it on my upper lip because it sweated and then um by the end of the month like i actually had like a skin disease 
disease on my upper lip. It was so dry. Like, yeah, so I wouldn't recommend it for all body parts. It is meant no. to be for the hair. Also, maybe the it's okay to sweat. Robust. I'm reclaiming sweating. Yeah, I screw think it. it's cool. Yeah, nice. It's very it. cool to sweat. So did you mean um, Judd Apatow then? No, he was more of a sort of... Shadow. Yeah, exec producer sort of vibe, I think. Mm. So he... But it was mad because I love Judd Apatow films, obviously. Mm. And I love girls. So it was amazing to be in a room with those people. But obviously I was just like this weirdo um and then and i did the read through in new york then so that was very intimidating because it was like rose Byrne, ethan Hawke, chris o'dowd wow and you played rose's sister rose's lesbian sister yeah oh. it's not relevant but it's the character trait that I, your yeah. I, I want to watch this now i'm did annoyed that i have all my hair cut off and dyed pink for it <gasps> oh, so wow and there was a little boy called As- ashy robertson as robertson who was uh-huh. amazing and i was like well i've got to be better than him he's only eight <laughs> and then we were doing it and i was like oh right <laughs> oh dear and um there was you know you have the people in read through who read in like the male and the female parts mm. or whatever and no, actually, what do you mean? Sorry, I yeah. disagreed, but I don't know. <laughs> you know, you have you like your characters. Core, yeah, you have like your core cast, your car cast. Right. And then for like the other sort of... Oh, bus driver number one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, I often get brought in to read five, five characters. Exactly, because she's a fucking read-through queen. <laughs> oh, well. Exactly. I wish it converted to parts on screen. Can but you yeah. give me some training on it? I would need it. <sighs> no, talk, talk to the word girl over here. Okay. <laughs> Come on, let's do an intensive course on read-throughs. Um, and then, so the person reading in like the male small parts was... From girls he was played um oh don't say adam no i wish no it oh. was no sorry this guy's amazing too oh he plays um <laughs> what's her name Skimble marnie's cover. husband with the guitar oh god him he's great and i, I don't was know sat next name. to him and he was and like, he was Rose reading the bit one side and he's reading the bit part see that makes me feel better about the fact i read the bit yeah parts. and yeah. he's obviously and he's done like he's doing i was like oh, what have you been up to like awkward trying to and he's like yeah just did a marvel film and i was like cool <laughs> <laughs> He's like, what do you do? I was like, I don't really know. And it was just... Um, was he in the film in the end? No, no. He was oh, just He's right just home. friends with the direct with Jesse. Right, got you. And Jesse, like, everyone that worked in it was so nice. And Jesse is really, like, nurturing and sort of gives you space to, like, improvise. And I feel oh, like really accepted my inability to be a human. So he was, like, a really, really amazing person to work with. And all the producers were. So thank you for your patience. Do you guys have improv in it then? It. Yeah, we did. We got to do... Yeah, which is good because that's the sort of thing that I... Love. Yeah, you're you're in your element when you do oh, yeah, that. Yeah, that's the sort of shit that is almost like more fun than the lines in a way. It's yeah. like get rid of the lines yeah. and then let's just make some stuff up because mm. it's like I think that's when thinking of the psychology of a character or whatever is good because you just sort of know what they're going to say and you're almost you're just using someone else's brain. Lily, are there any elements of your character, no, of your career that have changed you as a person in terms of your kind of personality and your characteristics? Um, I think it's made me more sort of in tune with who I am if that mm. makes sense because yeah. when you write characters they always have I just sort of didn't realise they have elements of you in them so like Mish for example is like really intense yeah about and she gets obsessed with stuff and obviously the lava lamp thing I'm like that too <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of didn't realise how I'm a very intense person like I'm exhausting sometimes but she's like the next level and I feel like if I let myself be that intense I could be Mish and have like a wall covered in lava lamp pictures oh so she's a healthy then, reminder to you to, yeah. to rein it in a bit yeah exactly well she lets me express that yeah and um but i suppose like acting and being thrown into these sort of odd situations that when mm. you're not part of that world seems so far away and so big and like this huge thing that you're gonna when you reach it everything's gonna be great and then mm. when you do reach not that i've reached like i haven't got that far but you you're know very it's successful of, well no i'd say i'm yeah well, i'm a z-list 
I'm on the list. I'm on the Z. She's on the list. She's yeah, on the list. I'm on the list, guys. But Z. I don't know. You sort of. You, it's changed what I think is important. I think success is basically about being creative and fulfilling your creative needs. Sorry to say that, but no, I do think it's true. all about creativity yeah. and expressing yourself. So I think it's a really interesting one because I was going to ask you a question along this vein of the thing about the success is it's not the success in itself. You could argue, but it's the idea that it allows you to then make the work that you want to make because. So fame is like one of the main things, central themes of wannabe, right? And it's quite a negative view of it. It's kind of the the, the downside of the industry. How do you manage that double-edged sword of the fact that you're not in it for the fame, but actually it's about if you didn't have those followers, then the BBC don't commission the show, which you're the, the lead in, if that makes sense. Yeah. So how do you sort of negate that in your mind? So insightful. I love that. And I honestly don't have an answer. Like I really, I find fame like a bit, I'm obviously obsessed with it because Misha's obsessed with it and I've done it and want to be and everything I write ends up being something to do with that. Mm. But I think it's just because when I was when I was younger, you're sold this thing and you're like, it's amazing and I want to be Kylie Minogue or whatever. <laughs> and then you get old. And then when you have a bit of access to it, you're like, oh, it's actually quite horrible. Like it's not, it's positive, like you said, in some ways because you can create the work you, you want to create. But actually people don't see you as a person. And I'm not talking about me. I'm not Mariah Carey, but like people that are more famous, like you suddenly become this object and you're sort of controlled and you don't have that freedom. And when you're fans of something, like I include myself in this, it's almost like a crush, like you sort of create this version of a person, but it's not really who they are. So mm, it's yeah. just a bit, it's quite unhealthy. It's like worshiping, it's like religion in another sort of way of doing it. And yeah, and I just find it a bit odd. Like I don't, like social media scares me. I've got mm. Instagram, but I, yeah. I only got it like about a month ago. Oh, really? <laughs> really? Oh, gosh, Do you feel yeah. a pressure there to sort of... Well, I, I did, I have recently, I'm saying like, shit, I should have got it years ago, just so yeah. that I, I Could don't put know. my bum on, yeah. <laughs> my bum on a beach yeah. with no stretch marks or cellular. Like yeah, because I can face tune the shit out of it. <laughs> um, but I haven't posted anything yet because I'm like, what are you meant to post? Oh, what is it? It's your blank account. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. And I've got, maybe she got followers steps. though, so don't I worry. I bet you have, but you're blue ticked already. Yeah, big time. No, I've only got like, I don't know, seven followers. A hundred thousand million. Yeah, yeah. No, nowhere near that, but... Yeah, it's just, I find it all really odd and I don't, I'm also obsessed with like the truth and things being real. And I feel like that's a problem because it's all bollocks. Like Instagram, when you see it, you're like, but I know you're not there now, I'm with you. You're not yeah. walking on the beach, you're at home watching TV on my floor bed. Like, it's just, I'm a freak, sorry. No, no, I no, just no, find no, it I hard think, to I think do that's with. exactly it. And I think the thing about things being real is just, I mean, this comes back to this conundrum about how much do you fake confidence versus how much do you just let people into how you're actually feeling? Because I think in this industry, it's, again, it's so hard to find that line yeah, of being genuine, so but also, well, like you said, selling yourself. It's so I mean, true. Uh, yeah. Because you want to be, I think, like, the older I get, the more I just want to be, like, oh, my authentic self. But I really do. I don't want to put on these fronts and pretend, but... Sometimes you do have to. Yeah. And I can't anymore. When did you feel like you found out who your authentic self was? Or do you think you're Ooh. still on a journey to find out who that person is? And I suppose also it's constantly evolving, obviously, as well. But was there a moment when you suddenly realised, oh, I think I know who I am now? Yeah, I think more like probably quite recently in the last sort of year I've done, you know, a bit of soul searching. Mm. And I just feel, yeah. And I sort of like got in tune with who I am a bit more and what actually interests me and... Did you go to Thailand to get a tattoo? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little dolphin on your yeah. shoulder. I've actually got a tribal sleeve now, oh, nice. and yeah. I found myself written on it. And this is not accurate for those. Yeah, well, <laughs> not yet. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I just sort of. I am just. I just try and think a bit more. I don't know if it's like part of getting older, 
I don't know, in the past I'd watch, like, binge watch TV constantly. I'd, like, constantly be, like, watching something or, like, listening to something. And now I quite, like, I really hate myself right now. But, like, just sitting in silence and having a think. Mm. Looking out the window. You were telling the truth. It's funny because I always feel bad when I... Because, actually, sometimes I just... I don't listen to podcasts and I don't listen to music. And I do just, um, like, walk down the street not not doing anything. And I always think this is so weird. Like, everyone else uses this time so much more effectively. Or at least least they listen to music. At least they're having leisure. Like, why would you just be doing nothing because and, we're yeah. observing everything mm. there's so I think there's so much to look at like when you're on the train when you're on the street I'm such a looker like I'm always looking and people probably hate that and like well, you creep but I just it's so interesting seeing how people interact and what they're doing and what they're totally. wearing and like how loud they're being or how quiet they're I don't know I just find mm. it all so fascinating I think you know it to be as aware as you can in a kind of sensory way like and be really kind of permeable to everything that's around you is going to make you more creative and more clear in what you think about the world and what's going on around you and it, it is scary not to do the whole technology is killing us years and years kind of oh my god you know. so it's probably good that you walk down the street and you listen to the road traffic and I think, I do, I think I'm just trapped inside my own head with my own thoughts I don't think I'm being observant yeah but that's good I think that's good as well I do think it's good to not always be distracted I, I love to think I don't know I just <laughs> I feel like some like when I'm looking at my phone or listening to music it's or a podcast it's like because I feel really anxious and like mm. and I sort of want to break out of that feeling and just like yeah. walk down the street and it's quite nice like talking to people I don't know just talking to people strangers I don't just go out to people and talk to them but say if someone like asks you for directions it's nice to have a little like totally. interaction and like London's such a like there's so many people here but no one sorry such cliche but no one's speaking to each other we're not interacting and it's so frustrating I mean a man smiled at me the other day when I walked past the street and I immediately just thought whoa what's wrong and then I was like oh no he's just smiling just smile back I mean but that is not normal for that to be the first response is it I I find that so weird because in other countries it isn't like that you walk like I was in Spain recently, guys, so I did go travelling. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. did find myself. Did you yeah. But everyone looks at each other. And at first I was like, what? And then I was like, this is great. You're all just looking. We're just animals, like, having a look. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just yeah, thought, yeah. why Definitely. don't we do that? Yeah. And they stand closer as well. We, we give each other quite a lot of distance here. I've yeah. noticed that. It's a European thing about, like, getting a bit closer. You yeah. Know? yeah. And just, like, I don't know, it's just more relaxed. I feel like in London, you're like, <clears throat> sorry, can I just yeah. talk to you very quickly? Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, definitely. Just... The only time you speak to people on the tube is to say, can you move down, please? Yeah. <laughs> Passive aggressive and whining coming yeah. from within yeah. the carriage. Yeah, so, even then, yeah. sometimes I'm like, I don't even want to say it, so I'll just be really squished yeah. the whole oh, journey yeah. instead. I want to know That's how more. you achieve, personally achieve, work life balance. Dream, believe, achieve. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what well, I think, I don't know, I just feel like your work should be your life. I've, I think you don't have to <laughs> yeah. I feel like if you're stacking shelves in Sainsbury's, I'm not sure oh, I'd no. want to take that home. Sorry, no, because we get to work, we, us, yes. work in like a creative industry. I feel like you don't really have that. Right, in specifically in like artistic yeah. fields. Yeah, like you more meant of a vocation. In the past. Well, I suppose or, in terms of how do you find the balance of if you finding if you're finding work is incredibly stressful or there is some, sometimes a certain level of anxiety that comes with working at a certain level and having to be really good as well how do you find ways to relax and how do you get perspective if you ever get into if you even do get into that headspace of sort therapy of feeling... guys therapy's good that's yeah, so you tell yeah. me how you're feeling yeah, yeah that's one um i don't know just don't take it too seriously right i okay. mean other than the fact that you need money to survive mm. I guess, like I said before, I don't have any goals I'm aiming for. I'm just, like, creating things I want to create Mm. and hoping that something will come from it. 
It's not a great five-year plan, but... I think it might be. I'm beginning to come come round to this way, actually. There's no sort of, like, concrete disappointment then when you don't get the things that you set out to do. But you don't always know what things are out there as well. You no, don't yeah. know. It's better to just be open-minded and just don't take things too seriously because I've definitely gone through phases of being like, oh, my God, it's so important mm. to do this thing, but... It's hard not to think that when you've got the chance to do your own show, for instance. Yeah, and the, the, the yeah. stakes are high there, in, but, but still not so high that you didn't manage to go, OK, I can still not lose perspective on this. Is yeah, that I think a lot of the industry is about rejection, isn't it? So I feel like you just have to get used to being rejected all the time. I love how much you beamed, as you said. Yeah. Rejection. Just <laughs> yeah. rejection, guys. I don't know, once you've been rejected so much, you're just sort of like, well, it doesn't really... I don't know, you just you get more perspective in a way because that thing you're so scared of has happened and mm-hmm. then you just have to carry on and there's so many other opportunities and I think especially being females in comedy at the moment, yeah. I feel like it's hopefully an exciting time for us. Definitely. But, um, Brilliant. Well, on that, yeah. we will ask you our final question that we ask all of our uh, interviewees. Drum roll, please. <laughs> if there is one thing that comedy has taught you about life, what is it? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Such an anticlimax. Brilliantly dropped. Um, It's the same sort of thing, like, just don't take life too seriously. And also, comedy is quite good because you communicate, like, really big ideas or, like, really difficult things, but in a light-hearted way. So it's quite a good way of sort of slowly getting a message across to someone, I feel like, if you know what I mean. If you say it in a funny way, then people are almost more receptive than if you just sort of tell them. It's a way of expressing yourself, which is a bit more... It's for the other part, it's for everyone as well, it's not selfish. You want to make everyone feel involved and sort mm. of it's a, a nice way of connecting with people. Yeah. And I don't I'm quite thick, I don't know. You, you guys You know. are far from that. Yeah. You've so given us a lot. That, that yeah. is um yeah, f- f- four take ho- take homes we'll get from that. What are they? What what yeah, just bullet point perspective? Me. Oh yes, perspective. Yeah. Making light of life. Yeah. Uh discussing big themes mm-hmm. and Tell people how you really feel about the annoying things they do by joking. Yeah! <laughs> Great! So I might be a philosopher yeah. one day. Yeah. You are. You're a yeah. philosopher. And you're a wonderful human being. Lily, thank you so much. Thank, thank you. you so much. <laughs>
Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.